Well, right before we get into the Word of God, I want to make a statement about Bible school. It is not possible to disciple you Sunday morning. It can't be done. I really need you to take time away from your schedule, step into a room, and pick up a book and get serious about the Bible. I'm going to make a statement here, and I hope it don't make you mad. The people who graduate from our Bible school know more than most preachers. They do. And I set the curriculum up for that reason. I want you to be able to go through life knowing that you know that you know who you are and what belongs to you. You're not going to fulfill the call of God without knowing the Word of God. Jesus said, go in all the world and make disciples, not converts. Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm going to feed you this morning. You're going to get a good hot meal. Amen. But I have a whole lot more hot meals for you. So if you haven't considered Bible school, consider it. Don't let the devil talk you out of it either. It'll be one of the greatest things that ever happened to you. M- my own wife, who's been in church as long as I have, looked at me and said, Bible school grew me further and faster than anything I've ever done. And that's the pastor's wife. Even Justin grew like crazy in school. He learned things because when you make a decision, you're going to force yourself to spend one year or two years in the Word of God. It's only one night a week. Once you make that decision, I'll guarantee you, you'll grow more in a year than you would in the next 10 years without it. If you have any, any, any desire to grow in God, then come to Bible school. Get in it. Make that, make that decision. And uh, that's one of the reasons we did it. Right now, we have people that Lisa and I are meeting, oh, even in Hawaii, who said, we're going to Bible school. You don't realize how ignorant the average Christian is and how little they know. They know very little, though they go to church. It's, there's things, they're not even getting a good snack. Now, a lot of them are going to a church where they hear about coming to Jesus every Sunday, and I'm glad they're going to heaven when they die. But wouldn't it be nice if you had a whole lot more heaven now? Amen. 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 So I want you to consider that. Amen? That was my plug. Get your Bible out and go to Mark 11, 22. Mark eleven twenty two. Um, I don't know. What did I name this? The fourth dimension. Yeah, I did. Wow. Amazing. I was going to change the title, and I didn't. Actually, I'm going to change the title right now. I'll do it in just a second. How many of you would like to know that you know that you know that you know that you know that the next year would be the best year you've ever lived on this planet? Can that happen? It most certainly can. I'm going to debunk something right now. Doris Day is a false prophet. K Sarah Sarah. I know you don't know anything I'm talking about. That's all right. I'm going to get it. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not mine to see. That's a lie from hell. 
I should go on the road. You are not whatever happens to you during the day. The Bible says in the book of James that there's a rudder on the ship. The ship does not leave Port Canaveral and hope it makes it to the Bahamas based on the wind. Most Christians are living their life wherever the wind blows them. It should not be that way. And you are told it was God and it isn't. You have a choice on what happens to you. And in the next four weeks, I'm going to teach you how to use your faith and change everything you don't like. Can you do it? Absolutely. Jesus came to make you victor, not victim. You should be victorious every day you wake up. If you're not, hold tight, because I'm fixing to take you where most people have never even dreamed of taking you. Are y'all ready? Get excited or I'll quit and go to the Baptist church downtown. They'll listen to me. I want you to look at Mark eleven twenty two 22 in the King James. I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to read it out of another book. It says right here, Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Now, I read that for years and years and years, and, and almost every translation translates it, have faith in God. But Brother Hagen made a statement one time that that's really not what it says in the Greek. And, I, and the way he read it, I didn't like until the Lord explained to me what it said and why. Literally, I'm going to read this out of Lesson 21, The God Kind of Faith. In, in the Schofield translation of the Bible, it makes a statement. There's a margin that says, have the faith of God. Now, why is that important that it's not have faith in God versus have the faith of God? Now, let me explain something to you. When I first heard it said, have the faith of God, I didn't like it. I, I want to have faith in God. I don't want to have the faith, or, or at least that's what I thought. Now, listen to this. It says, G, Brother Hagin in this book, it said, let's focus our attention on the statement, have faith in God, or the margin of my Bible reads, have the faith of God. Greek scholars tear it, tell us it should be translated, have the God kind of faith. Now, why would I make a big deal out of that one word? Have faith in God. Don't you want to have faith in God? Yeah, you want to have faith in God. Then why would Jesus say have the faith of God? Why would he make that statement? Wouldn't it? Let me explain something to you so you get it. Faith in God means God's responsible for your week. The faith of God means you are. That does, does that mean that, that the way God uses his faith you can use yours is exactly what it means. He said, if you say to the mountain, if God wanted the mountain there, he wouldn't have told you to move it. Anything in your way keeping you from where you need to be going, you have the right to remove it. You have the right to determine where you go and how you get there. When God made man in his image, I want you to think about this for a minute. God made you in his image. He didn't make a dog in his image. He didn't make a monkey. He didn't make, he made a man. He says in, in Psalm 8, what is man 
that you're mindful of him? Why are you enamored with this thing you called man? Because man was made in the image of God. He's not talking about the fact that we look like him, but that there's something about us that makes us like God. Now, to the average Christian, well, that, that would upset him. Well, I'm not like God. Well, who are you like, the devil? No, he made you a son. My son acts a lot like me and his mother. There's a reason for that. He's my son. He came out of me. You and I should act like God. You and I should act like Jesus. Jesus is making a statement here. When Peter said something to him about cursing the fig tree, he turned to Peter and said, have the faith of God. In order to have the faith of God, you and I must learn how did God do what he does. All right, thus the title, the fourth dimension. So I stole the title from Dr. Paul Youngicho. I just want you to know I stole it. But I will only steal it once and after that it's mine. Amen. He makes a statement in the book, and I, and I gave this to Cody the other day. He, he said, I like that guy. He liked that guy. Let me make a statement. The Holy Spirit was talking to Dr. Cho, and he made a statement to him. And I'm going to... We live in a world that has dimensions. There, there's one dimension. That's a dot and a dot and a line. Actually, the line has thickness. So I don't know how there's one dimension. One dimension would be invisible. Anyway, then there's two dimensions, a dot, dot, and line, and, and, and there's, there's length. Three dimension is there's, there's length, breadth, and height. Our bodies are 3D. The world we live in is 3D. Everything around us is three-dimensional. But there's another realm that we operate in called the fourth dimension, or you and I would call it the spirit realm. It is the realm that God lives in. God lives in a realm where there is no time and there's no distance. God lives in that realm. That, that realm made the one you live in. This world came out of that realm. All right, now think about this. The second dimension rules the first. The third dimension rules the second. The fourth dimension rules the third. Until you learn to operate in the spirit realm, you cannot and never will affect the life you live in. The fourth rules the third. The realm of God rules natural realm. In other words, if you're going to get anything changed in the third dimension, you got to go into the fourth dimension and make the adjustment so it filters down into the one you're living in. Now, what I'm teaching you is how to get miracles. How to have a miracle life. If you don't learn to go over into the spirit and make the change there, you'll never affect the world and the life you're living. You'll just go from day to day and grind to grind and day to day and misery to misery because you've never learned to go over there and make the adjustment that affects this one. A lot of Christians live their life, it's just, just miserable. Not me. Say, not me. Amen. Everything that's not God, make up your mind now, you're going to change it. Amen. 
But you're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. Why did Jesus say, according to your faith, be it unto you? Why did he make that statement? I'm going to prove something to you. I'm going to hair lip bear creek. Is it the will of God that every man is born again? Why are they not? It's available. But there are people who die every day and go to hell. And it's not the will of God. There are Christians on the earth that are living lives of misery. And it's not the will of God. Then who is the one that's making the decision? You are. So this old Whatever the Lord wants, take that lie and shove it back into hell where it came from. Whatever you desire, when you pray, you believe, you receive, you can have it. He didn't say what God desires. He said what you want. You want a better house? You want a better job? You want a nice car? Go get one. Quit living below the limit. You're a son of God. You're a child of God. You're a child of the king of glory. Quit living like a pauper down here on this earth. Have the faith of God. You mean I can speak to a tree? Absolutely. You speak to traffic lights every day. When are you going to change? And then you speak to the car in front of you. Get off the phone. Oh, you're talking to stuff all the time. Don't look at me like a hypocrite and tell me you don't talk to You're talking to everybody on the highway. Uh, If you don't, I am, by God. I'm telling you, the light is not going from green, greener to green. It's please match the gas. On the right side, you can go, you know. I hate to sit in the line and then, you know, I've been sitting there for, for three minutes and then three cars go through and it changes. I'm going, go home to New York. Never mind, I'm just ticked off everybody, half the people in the building. So what does it mean, have faith in God? Now listen, there's two things that are in the spirit realm that are, are eternal. Number one, your thought life is 4D. Your thoughts are eternal and your words are eternal. You got born again with words. You changed your eternity when you, when you received Jesus and said, I believe he died on the cross and rose to the dead. So don't tell me you don't believe in faith in God. You've already done it. You've already become a name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, whether you like it or not. Because you blamed and named and claimed and blabbed and grabbed salvation. Why don't you name and claim and blab and grab the rest of it? Okay. So thoughts are eternal and words are eternal. The Holy Spirit is the author of dreams and visions. Go, uh, go to Acts 2.17. Pop it on the screen. I'm going to show you something. Mary Fran made a statement one time, and I latched on to it. She said, the language of the Holy Spirit is dreams and visions. God is going to talk to you through dreams and visions. That's how he communicates with you. Why does he do it? Because he can't get anything done through you without getting it done in you. He had to meet Abraham, Kenny, and say, I've called you a father of nations. And he took him out and said, count the star. He had to get Abraham to see it and believe it. 
and agree with him. God was limited until Abraham grabbed it. Now, that may hair lip you. Well, God can do anything. If he can, he's got the world in a mess. Wow. It'll come to pass in the last day, says, God, I'm going to pour out my spirit on our flesh. Woo, Jesus. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions, and old men will dream dreams. That's how you know whether you're young or old. I noticed when Justin started having dreams, God started calling him an old man. You old man. You old man. How does God change your life? When you spend time with God, God wants to get you pregnant. Pregnant? That's what happens when you get intimate. Now, I'm going to give you a revelation. Heavy, 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 heavy. There's no human ever been born or here on the earth that wasn't conceived through a woman. You don't, listen, I know that your mother told you the stork brought the baby. (laughs) But there has never been a baby delivered to a house in a basket by a bird. And you've never had a miracle that wasn't first conceived by the Spirit in your spirit. Never. If God can't get you pregnant, he can't do anything with you. Someone say, ooh. The, way, the, the job of the Holy Spirit is to do the same thing in you he did in Mary. Mary, you're the mother of the Messiah. And she said, so be it. And the Spirit of God came on her, and she had a baby, though she knew not a man. God's got a lot of Marys, and he wants to get you pregnant. And when he does, you're going to have a baby. Now, let 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 me go back here. Your soul is where you conceive Miracles, your soul. Because though you are a spirit man and though you're in a body, your soul is the part of you that connects to what I call the fourth dimension or the spirit realm. Now, God's not the only one in that realm. Satan's in that realm. Y'all went quiet on me. It's okay. I think you're listening. Um, let me see. I'm going to get ahead of myself. No, I'm not. Go to James 1.12. Put James 1.12 up there. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. When he is approved, he'll be received the crown of life. And the Lord who promised who loves him. Go to 13. And no one say when he was tempted, I was tempted and tested. God cannot be tempted, tested, nor does he tempt anyone. Go to Go to 14. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Go to the 15. Go to the 15. And when desire has conceived, say conceived. Conceived. No person 
has ever committed adultery. They were not on fire for God Sunday and jumped in bed with anybody Monday. You've never sinned a day in your life that you didn't go there in your soul first. If you're in adultery, you've been in adultery in your mind a while. If you want to stop porn, cut it out of your head. Turn, turn the phone off, give it to your wife. Say, take my phone, make sure nothing pops up. Ladies, Hallmark is porn. We don't do porn. You bet you do. Any idiot that's, that's supposed to be with a man and she's given her word to him, and then some idiot comes along who doesn't even have a job because he's handsome, <laughs> and she falls in love with him is because she's sitting around playing with someone she's not engaged to. Yeah, that's true. Amen. And at the end of it, she missed God. She didn't miss God. Why didn't you know who you're supposed to marry? That's the biggest bunch of crap I've ever seen in my entire life. If you're living your life that way, you're screwed up. If you want to know who to marry, go find out from God who you're supposed to marry. And don't say, I do, and start running around with them. And then after you've given your word, quit playing with someone else. Because you're going to fall in love with them, dummy. That's called adultery. You're in adultery before you ever jump into bed. Jesus said if you even look at a woman, he's not talking about if you see her walking down the beach. Ah, ah. He's talking about the fact that you're sitting around thinking about it before. Listen, every sin you've ever committed, is you, you were in it long before you. You robbed the banks many times before you ever walked in there with a gun. You got in a fight and beat someone up long before. You've had fights with people in your mind. The biggest problem you're having is your mind. And Satan wants you to conceive sin. If I took a poll right now, how many people having trouble with their mind? 999 and nine-tenths of the people that I know would stand up and say me. Go ahead and say me. You ever had trouble with your head? You ever had an argument with somebody and they ain't no, and the only one in the room is you? I'm going to tell you something right now. Stop the argument while it's in your head. Don't take it to the kitchen. Stop it right. Start quoting love is patient, love is kind. Love hardly notices. I mean, get on the Word of God and get that seed out of your soul. So if it's true in the negative, and it is, can a man start thinking he's a woman? Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. I'm just, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> Something's been going on here a long time. Why are you laughing at me? You've been there a long time, son, or you wouldn't have turned into a female. You've been a girl a long time. So is it possible to go the other way and to become a son of God? But it has to start in your soul. Can you take this book 
right here and start working on your soul, man, and start seeing, I am a man of God. I am blessed coming in. I am rich. I'm my, I, everything I put my hand to prosper. Can you do it? Yes. It's called have the faith of God. He made a human to be able to conceive. We conceive cars, helicopters, airplanes, missiles. Nobody on the planet, not an animal on the planet, has the ability to use their mind and create their world. A human, for good or bad. I'm not here to talk about the bad. That's as far as we're going with the bad right there. We're going to stop right there. You already know that. Forget it. Now we're going to go to the positive. Now let's go to the book of Genesis right now. Are you all ready? Because I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I mean, if y'all aren't, just go ahead and. Genesis. Go to Genesis. Genesis something. Genesis 1-2. Go to Genesis 1-2. Boy, God started showing me this. I'm like, Shandai. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. What is the Holy Ghost doing? He's waiting on God to speak. We're not going to get into the speaking part today. I don't have enough time. We're going to go there. Let me ask you, you know, when Lisa and I were in Hawaii, you, you've never seen a place more beautiful than Kauai. I mean, the, they have trees. There's, there are roads there where the trees, you know those, those, what's that thing you wear around your neck? A lay, a lay. They're, they make those out of trees and the whole tree is almost flowers. And there are hundreds of them. And you're looking at that going, God, there's a God. And then you get under the ocean and there's fish, yellow and green and purple and blue. And, and you, 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 there's no way in the world for you to be there and not know there's a God. The Bible says that people love the creation more than the creator. But let me ask you a question. Where was that? We, I saw a bird there. It had the body of a blue jay and the head of a cardinal. And I'm going, God, what side of the bed did you wake up that morning? You got a blue jay cardinal combination. What is going on with you? Anyway, I just love looking at what he has done. But where was that bird before that bird was a bird? It was in him. It was inside of him. Think about that. Now, I'm going to go here, and I'm going to go carnal on you for a moment because I don't know how to do this on the Spirit. I have a, a mental image that God, before he made the earth, lived in this big house, and he's really eight years old. If you, don't, if you think I'm lying, look at some of the fish he's made. He's eight. <laughs> he has a goofy side of him. When you have a fish that has a string and an eyeball on it, that's an eight-year-old. Never mind, y'all. 
the stuff he's made, I go, what were you thinking? Okay. But I have this mental image that every day God would get up and have his coffee and his toast. And he would go downstairs and he had this easels everywhere. And he would draw birds and alligators and jaguars and lions and sunsets and flowers. And how he did it, I don't know. But we know that in the spirit realm, there's no time. So I can't conceive him doing all of this in a nanosecond because my brain can't handle that. I have to put time on God's. But, but somewhere, Kenny, he made and designed every bird, every fish, every flower. He designed them. And he drew them on the canvas of his soul. Then one day he stands up and there's this earth and he goes... Water, be. And the Spirit of God got on those words and created the oceans. Now, 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 God's up there going, that's cool. That's cool. And then he went to bed. And he woke up the next day and said, land, be. Sun, be. Moon, be. And he made the the earth. And Jesus comes along and says, have the faith of God. And we're going, are you serious? I can do that. You do it all the time. If you can't see what you can't see, you'll never see it. The Spirit of God comes on you and starts talking to you about something that right now doesn't exist. Maybe in the natural, it's a, it's a kid looking at a, what's those, what's those little things, a drone, and then he, he puts a seed in it, and he flies off. That kid's crazy. But there was no such thing until that kid sat in his bed one night and envisioned flying a drone. And the kitty hawk, a bunch of boys got together and went, want to fly like a bird? I want to fly like a bird. And their father was a pastor, and he preached against it while the boys were out flying, teaching themselves how to make an airplane that didn't exist. But where was it before they built it? Inside of their soul. God placed the desire for them to fly in their soul. And it was not possible. Now, I grew up in an era where there's a guy named Dick Tracy. Now, you understand, all you old people understand what I'm saying. You have to, we have to understand, we have a whole group of kids in here have no idea what I'm talking about. But there was this guy named Dick Tracy had a watch. And he would talk to headquarters. And, and we all thought, wow, if I could ever just have a watch that I could talk into, good God Almighty, we now text. <laughs> Forget the text. It's like, uh, Lisa, get bread. 
And we're now doing something that was only an imagination because it had to have a satellite up there that was impossible to, to take the, come on, y'all, and transmit that washed, bam, that satellite, bam, Lisa's phone. Don't ask me how. I have no idea. I'm not that smart. Ask a kid. They will explain it to you. Well, kids today are way smarter than they look. But where did that, but listen to me. We're doing it all the time. We're doing it all the time. Can you do that with your life? You bet you can. You bet you can. Let me read a couple more scriptures here. I'm just going to quote this one, Proverbs 30, 23, 7. As a man thinks, so is he. Look at Isaiah 26, 3. Put it on the screen. I want to read something to you. Everybody say, uh, I, 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 turn to your neighbor and say, are, are you getting this? I want you to turn to your other neighbor and say, your best days are ahead. Your best day. Listen to me. Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. And there's not a devil in hell. Stop it. Nor a politician. I'll build my church and the gates of Washington will not stand against it. Isaiah 26.3, look at this. And you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. The word mind there is the Hebrew word yetzer, Y-A-T-S-E-R. It's translated mind, form, or conception. The word mind in the Bible is very often translated to conceive. How do you conceive anything except through your soul? Your soul is how God brings stuff to pass in your life. But he has to get a hold of it and get you to submit it. It's called the renewing of your mind. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind, your mind is your mind. You're thinking what you want to think. Circumstances are not controlling your mind. You control your mind. Don't you let your mind go down the road on any little old thing it wants to think about. Good God Almighty, grab a hold of it and say, shut up mind. Think on good things. If it's lovely, if it's pure, if it's holy, you think on good things. Amen. Amen. All right, we did Genesis, we did that, we did that, we did that one. Okay, let's see what we're going to do next. I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going here. Romans 12, 1 and 2, just go ahead and pop it up. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, Present your body, a living sacrifice, acceptable to God or your reasonable service. Verse 2. And don't be conformed into the world. That means don't let the world press you in its mold. But be changed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Now listen to me. If indeed you can become pregnant in your soul, can you... Change your income by what you think about. You bet you can. What you see is where you're going. 
What you see is where you're going. Well, I'm going to tell you what I see. I see a bunch of, that's where you're going. That's why you're where you are. You don't like where you are. Why don't you change what you're thinking about? What happened to Philippians? Think on good things. I didn't say it was easy. What about thinking? We have a book called a Bible. And the Bible is God's thoughts. Can you think a God thought? What about a, th- a God thought about yourself? What does God think about you? He wrote it down. But if you don't think about what he thinks about, you'll never go where you need to go. Go to Romans uh, 8, I think it's 26. No, not 826. I got to find out where I want to go now. 830. Hold on a minute. I got to get my Bible and find out where I want you to go. Um, can I jump ahead of myself? We haven't even got to the speaking part of this thing yet. We're just in the thought process. What can I say to these things? If God is for me, what a thought. What a thought. What a thought. If God is on my side, there is nothing impossible on this planet, baby. But when's the last time you had a God thought? If you can't get a God thought, read a God thought. Get you a, I have a whole book of God thoughts. Now, let me read the rest of it. I mean, I'm going to fire you up right now. Just get you fired up and get you, get you excited about waking up tomorrow morning. If God is for me, who do you think you be to be against me? Honey, ain't nobody stopping me. I'm going on to prosperity. I'm going to be all that God called me to be. And there ain't a thing you can do about it. Because I got God on my side. I mean, if God is on the inside of me, baby, I mean, I'm going places and you ain't got nothing. I don't care what you think. Don't tell me what you think. I don't care what you think. Yeah, but you just an ignorant boy from Georgia. Yeah, but you ain't. We just wait to see what God did with an ignorant, with an ignorant uh, uh, fisherman in Galilee. He took him to greatness, and he took a boy named David, who's a dumb shepherd, and made a king. I mean, if God has made them into somebody, He'll make me into somebody. Now I'm having a God thought right now. If God, oh my son. Hmm. I'm only read one scripture and y'all excited. There's a whole lot of these scriptures all over the place. Greater is he in me. All the devils of hell. All the devils of hell couldn't keep Jesus down in hell. Well, they certainly ain't messing. They ain't gonna keep me down. Ain't no devil gonna keep I don't know, wimpy devil gonna keep me down. I mean, the greater ones in me. I'm, now listen, I mean, listen, I got an image. Are y'all ready? 
Who you think you are? I have the greater one. I may not have a Rolex, but I think I do. I may not have a Maserati, but I think I do. You say, that's silly. Leave me alone. I'm having a God moment. When I was in Athens, Georgia, and I got born again, God would visit me in my bed. I couldn't afford a Pepsi. They were a dime. I couldn't go to McDonald's. You could get a hamburger, fries, and a drink for a dollar and get change back. And I couldn't go to McDonald's. But I'm laying in my bed, Rosa, and the Spirit of God would come on me and show me visions of me standing on a platform preaching to multitudes, flying to nations, standing up in a church and preaching the gospel, driving a nice car, wearing nice clothes. And all of it was a dream. But he was getting me pregnant with destiny. He did it to Joseph. He did it to Moses. He did it to Abraham. He did it to David. And he's doing it in you. Time spent alone with God is not wasted time. Well, I'm preaching way better than you, amen. With God, all things are possible. Where are you going? You already know it. Some of you have gone places in your soul and you're like, I wouldn't dare tell anybody. Because it's crazy. You just hold on to those dreams. Because you're going. You're going, Tanya. You're going there. You're going there. You're destined for it. But he can't do it unless you're going to dream it. How dare you dream? Dare. Dare. Dream it. Let the Holy Ghost come on you. Let him impregnate you with greatness. Let him impregnate you with a business that's, that makes millions. Let him impregnate you. Now I'm going to tell you another story. I got a cassette tape. Y'all remember those? By a guy named Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland was talking about flying airplanes. And I listened to that cassette tape. And you know what happened to me when I listened to that tape? I became a pilot. I became a pilot. And I went out and I got in my Honda. And I rolled the left window down and I said, clear prop. You say, you're crazy. I know it. And I called the tower. 01 Honda, pulling out on taxiway, Garnett. Headed to the Broken Air Expressway, taken off, and headed east. Roger that, 01 Honda. You're cleared to take off. You say, you did that? Yes, I did that. Every time I got in my car, 
I didn't do it when you were there because you would have locked me up. What's he doing? Idiots flying his Honda. But Kenny, I remember the day I was preaching at a place called Word of Life for their teenagers, and they handed me 50 bucks, and I went, ah. I went down to Orlando Country, and I said, I want one hour an airplane and instructor. You said, that's all you had? That's all I needed. I'm a pilot already. On June 1st, 1988, I got my single engine land, but I'd been a pilot for a long time. Stood late in my bed. I've seen hundreds of people healed and never left my pillow. Yeah, I might be crazy. Well, I'm preaching better than you, amen. I'm, I'll turn 70 soon, but you shut up because I ain't old. I, I, I if you had any idea the way I see me, Lisa can't keep up. We had a bicycle race yesterday. She beat me again. She's so competitive, it ain't funny. I mean, she can't even let an old man win a one bicycle race. But I'm glad she does it because I want to beat her fair and square. But I'm riding my bike on my pillow at night, and I'm beating her every night on my, in my bed. I'm beating her. I'm beating her. I'm going to beat that woman. I don't see myself sick and dying. I don't see myself old and Y'all open up your Bible. I hate going there. Come on, Barbara. Come on. I don't even want to see you act. I don't want to see you walking around here acting old. You act like a chicken. You act like a puppy. I'm a puppy. Get up out of that grave. All right. Hebrews 4.12, let's go there. No, no, go to Hebrews 11.32. Let me, let me show you this before. I gotta, I gotta, I'm trying to build something here. Let, let, me, let me show you this, and I'm going to quote some scriptures, and then Daniel 11.32. Uh, nah, that's not even close. Daniel, try Daniel. 11.32, that's all right, we'll wait. Hurry up. No, not really. I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Those who do wickedly against the covenant heal corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God, the word know, K-N-O-W, is a word of intimacy. They that know God, not know about God. They're intimate with God. Let me quote, two, let me quote three more scriptures to you. Adam knew Eve. What does that mean, Adam knew Eve? He was intimate with her. They had a baby. It said, Mary said, I know not a man. What does she mean by I know not a man? I haven't been sexually intimate with a man. Then it says that Joseph knew not Mary until after, what does that mean? He He knew Mary, but he didn't know her intimately. Until you know God intimately, 
you'll never walk in his faith. That's why people go, I tried that faith stuff. This ain't faith stuff. You got to get pregnant, baby. Don't tell, me, don't tell me babies ain't true. Babies are real. They actually happen. You have sex, you'll have a baby. You get alone with God, you get pregnant. They that know God. These men and women like Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland, they're not doing something because they have a call. They know God. And they're spending time alone with God, and he's impregnating their spirit with dreams and visions. That's a good word. All right, now let me move on. Hebrews Hebrews 4.12. Go to Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts in it. The word of God is powerful enough to change anything. Now, I don't have time to get into it now. We're going to get into it next week. God had all of that in him. And then, now you can't say with your mouth what's not in you. Well, I'm going to try that, name it, claim it stuff. I say I'm healed. And you see yourself sick. That, forget it. It won't work. You've got to get in the Word of God until you're convinced God wants me well. God wants me prosperous. God wants me blessed. God wants, listen, this is the will of God for me. Once you're convinced of that, you can stand up and say with your mouth, be. And it'll be. God said be, and the Holy Spirit got on it. And brought it to pass. Holy Spirit, now, now I'm going to get way ahead of myself. In the next three weeks, we're going to get on the fact. The Holy Ghost is, is God. And he lives inside you. There, He can do anything. But not until he gets you to conceive it and say it. Once you conceive it and you go, be. It'll be. If you can't see what you can't see, you'll never see it. This process is what happens when you worship God, when you pray in the Spirit, when you get along with God. And you come out of those times with God, and he gives you something, and you go. I remember in Athens, I said, I'm going to Bible school, and I'm going to preach the gospel all over the world. And I didn't have a dime. But I'm declaring what I see. Some of you young people, God's destined you to be millionaires. To be businessmen. Own a business, start a business. What are you doing about it? There's some of you doctors, some of you lawyers... God's got something for you to do. Once, once, you start, once you start spending time alone with God, he'll start giving you pictures, and you'll go, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's who I am. Jesus found out who he was reading the Bible. Didn't you all enjoy Megan this morning? 
I'm going to tell you something about me. I am a prophet of God. Don't judge me by the size of my church. I am who God says I am. And I found it in the Bible, but I also found it alone with God. Now, I'm not calling you that. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you want your life to change? Are you, are you ready to quit letting the wind tell you where you're going? You get a hold of that rudder. Once, once you spend time alone with God, brother, you find out what he says about you. He said you're a mighty man of God. Don't let the people tell you who you are. Even Joseph, even Jesus' family didn't know who he was. Joseph's family didn't know who he was. Your family, they don't know who you are. So, to your mama, you Billy Bob. <laughs> to God, you might be a prophet, but to your mama, you just Billy Bob. David's brothers thought he's just a dumb shepherd boy. God called him a king. But when God calls you a king, you tell people, I'm a king. I'm a prophet. I'm a millionaire. I'm blessed. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. But you got to see it. I, but I wish I could do it for you. I can't. I can't. I wish. Oh, my God. God wants to do it for you so bad. I'm going to tell you something happens to you when you start changing inside. When, when you become that inside, everything around you starts changing. If you're a victim, everybody could love you and you're a victim. If you're mentally poor, you could have six digit and you'd still be poor. Because you poor. You want to get rich? You got to get rich before you get rich. Doctor told me one time, said, you got a year to live. And I went, I got time for it. I don't have time to die. I have too much. I got, I got things to do. I ain't no way in the world I got time to die. Don't mean talking to me about dying. I never got a coffin and I never got the funeral song and gave it to Lisa. got time to die and talk to me about dying I was raised from the dead and he Jesus said I'll never die I ain't never gonna die <laughs> Woo! Oh, I got more to say and not no time how many of y'all are getting this say I have God's faith and I'm learning how to use it. He wants you to use his faith to make every dream in your heart come to pass. What's your house look like? Draw it. I dare you draw it. I want Justin to draw his house up. I think it's time for Justin to draw his house. You need to see it. Whenever you make a building, you draw plans. Some of y'all need to sit down and make some plans and draw them out. 
This is what God and I are going to do. Glory to God. Father God, I want to say thank you. I came in here this morning with a desire to take what you're teaching me and, and to birth something in this church. And we're birthing it right now in Jesus' name. There's people right now that have learned the very foundation of everything they're ever going to do in life begins in their secret place of the Most High when they're spending time alone with you and you're taking your dreams and vision and you're impregnating our souls with it. I pray that they begin to see things they've never seen before and hear things they've never heard before. And then understand, wait a minute, this is where I'm going in life. I'm not going to be sick all of my life. I will not bow to pain. In Jesus' name, I will not bow to pain. I will not bow to that. No, I will not bow to that. I will not have poverty. I won't have poverty. I don't care if my family was poor. I don't care. I'm not having it. It's time to break out. Ha, ha, ha. Holy Spirit, if you have anything else you want me to do before we close. How many of you right now, when you came in here today, you came out, you came in here with a defeat mentality. Your future look, didn't look too good. Be honest, just let me, let me see your hand. How many of y'all came in like, my God, thank you for that, thank you. I'm going to ask you to do something right now. I'm going to ask you to get his, just get radically crazy bold. Think on good things. If God is for you, I want you to do something right now. I want you to do something. Take that scripture in Romans. The ones of you raised your hand, the rest of you do it too. I want you to say it between now and next week hundreds of times. Say it. If God is for me. Get, jump out of bed in the morning. If God is for me. If God is for me. I want you to get that negative mess out of your head. Don't you let the devil loop no more trash in your head. If Wilson, if God is on your side, brother, he's got a plan. That's all you care about. God has a plan. Bruce, God's got a plan, brother. God's got a plan. You, you, you ain't seen nothing. But if you would ever start dreaming, I mean, you got way more brains than you think you do. But you have favor with God. You have favor with God. Everybody you meet favors you. Everything you put your hand to, say it, prosperous. Well, it takes some guts to look and go. Everything I touch turns to gold. Glory to God. They don't even, your people at your work don't even know who you are. You know, I'm going to talk about Megan here a minute. I know Megan's young. I know Megan's young. But I see what God sees. People 
need to believe in you. You need to believe in you if nobody else does. Well, you know, one of the things Megan, one of the things that's helped her is that Lisa and I see where she's going. We see her as God intended, even though now she's still young. But she is a woman of God. Do y'all see that? I want her to see herself operating in the gifts of the Spirit, the anointing of God, prophetic, and laying hands on the sick, and seeing herself ministering to thousands of people. That's what I want her to, I want her to see it. I want her to see herself married. I want her to see herself having children. I want her to grab it in her soul and to live it out in her life. Do you understand that? I want, I want you to, I want every one of y'all in here, I don't care whether your mama told you you ain't nothing. Your mama lied. Boy, I can't stand for someone to tell me that someone's a loser. That's a bunch of junk. There's not an idiot in this room. Who made you? God don't make junk. You need to stand up one day, look at the mirror and go, God don't make no joke. Isn't that pride? No. Pride is when you say, you made you. Humility is when you say, God made me. And I'm awesome. I'm going to tell you something I do right now, and I know y'all don't believe half of it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I call myself handsome. I say, you handsome thing, you. And my mirror's going, you lying mirror, you listen to me. What is the, what's the football player's name that I was mentioning? If Terry Bradshaw's handsome, I can be because he, he looks like me. I'm ready to close. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I got to give this to you, Lisa or Justin. Say my best days are ahead of me. Honey, you are one sweet thing. You know that. You're so full of God. If a, if a mosquito bit you, he'd have a revival. You know that. God's got a lot for in store for you. You ain't seen that. You just go ahead and dream it. Go ahead. Just dream crazy. You have a great, awesome man that will marry you. Not second best. First class best. Sometimes you need to look at people and tell them. Father God, I've, I'm, I know i got to close. I started trying to pray a while ago and was interrupted. But everybody in this room right now in the sound of my voice, I'm, I'm committing them into your hand. I pray that they would begin to dream your dreams and to see the things you're saying and, and pull away and dare, dare. And they'll, and they'll mess up. They'll have a few bad thoughts. Yeah, they will. But I pray that every one of them will get back up, get back up, get back up. And dare to believe what you said. It'll seem strange to them at first to believe well, to see the best. It'll seem odd to them. Their soul will fight them. 
Spirit of the living God, get on them now. Come on them now in Jesus' name and begin to show them all that you have for them in this life. We have people in this room right now, you're preachers. You're called to preach. You people in this room right now, you're called to teach. You have people in this room, you're called to work with children, not just in the, in the church, but in the secular. Dream it. You have men in this church that are called into business. You shouldn't have businesses that fail and do good and then do bad. That's, get that out of your head. Businesses that prosper. There's a person in here right now believing for a car. I want you to go get a picture of it and put it on your refrigerator and call it, that's my car. If you're looking for a house, do the same thing. Get your house, put it on your refrigerator. And every time you walk by your refrigerator, I want you to say, that's my house. And don't worry about how it comes. Leave that alone. That's not your concern. You just believe God. Father God, thank you for this morning. I pray that everybody at the sound of my voice here and understood everything that I said was by, by the Spirit of God. And that we'll go out and do things greater than we ever imagined. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Don't miss next week. It's better than today. I could only get started today. Hey, that's my Bible. That's my Bible. He took my Bible. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. God is good. You know, we just came from a beautiful place. I mean, a really beautiful place with basically year-round temperatures of never gets higher than 85. And in the evening, it gets around 67. It, it never goes above 85, not even in August. So, you know, and the wind blows all the time. So you can sit on your front porch in August and have coffee and actually enjoy it. Amen. But I will tell you, we've seen some of the most beautiful things this week, the most beautiful trees that look like this. The flowers are this in the tree, all three different colors, five different colors in the same tree. But I will say you this, all of it is only last, your last scenery that you saw. You're empty if this is all you went to see was a beautiful place. Because without God inside of you, it's just dead. Because you're now looking for the next thrill the next day. And when you go to bed that night, that thrill's done. It's dead. But when you have Jesus Christ inside, who was the creator of all this beauty, you are excited to celebrate his creation, but you celebrate him. People smoke weed and celebrate the weed in Hawaii. They're empty. People are empty. And if you're here this morning, you're like, I feel that emptiness. You come up here today and we will fill you up with the power and the spirit of God. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe, that's a choice you make. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Acts 16, 31. That's a choice you make. He gave you that choice. So this morning, as my altar workers are coming forward, all you have to do is say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you shed your blood for me. I believe you took my sin for me and you paid the price 
All you have to do is say, Jesus, come in my heart. I accept you as Lord. And the creation will look much better to you after that because you'll love the creator. And he loves you, but he'll never come inside of you and be a part of you until you invite him. He is a gentleman. He will let you live your life and go straight to a devil's hell because he loves you so much. He wants you to want him and make the choice. So if you've not made that choice, or if you say, I've strayed from that, I have left God. I knew him one time. I knew Jesus at one time. You come back up. They will get you back right with God. And you will be in perfect fellowship again. And they will show you how to get there. And if you need prayer for any reason, healing, prosperity, you want agreement for finances, for whatever you need in your life, they will agree with you in prayer. And our Heavenly Father will answer you this morning. So you come up after service. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.